He's just riding a BMX um, on the half pipe. He's like, the tunnel dips down about maybe a little bit steeper than the 45 degree angle and lined with mushrooms and moss and looks as slippery as hell. Um, and it's going to be a difficult climb or uh, maybe just as difficult but faster slide. It's about 10 feet wide and uh, 10 feet tall. Is there a difference in like skills between climbing and sliding? Yeah, I'd say uh, the sliding one would be acrobatics and the climbing would be athletics. Well, I know what my choice is the climbing. All right. Can you tell how far, how, how, can you tell how long it is? I know it curves, um, but. At the curve, it's about 60 feet. Are we sure we want to go down here? Like it smells kind of um, fungusy. With the uh, rapport spores still connected, Stool will say, this is the way. This is the fastest way to never let growth. I can feel it. Uh, Donnie's going to look to, I guess, um, Raylan. So are we really going to go down here? It's kind of fungusy. And he just looks around and he's like, he shrugs. They say that's the way. And he lifts up Dawnbringer a little bit. I'm feeling uh, we can handle whatever's in the way. There was another path that led southeast out of that same cavern that you're in, but it just kind of extended down to another network of uh, tunnels. Podcast Goodberry versus everybody can eat some berries. So in response to Raylan, I guess going to agree. Like, yeah, I think you're right. We are probably the most beautiful stuff down here. Um, and he's going to jump. Boom. Give me an acrobatics check. All right. So kind of like going down a water slide, except instead of water splashing back in your face, it's just like little mushrooms and moss smacking you in the mouth and whatnot. And you bank around the curve, and there's another long descent about another 100 feet or so you'd guess uh, but you're able to maintain your position in the tube and keep control and you kind of flop out at the end of it and roll across the ground for a bit um, but you make it out without taking any damage alright uh, Donnie probably ate some of those mushrooms on the way down <laughs> the ones like smacking him in the face yeah. so right. Uh, mushroom stamped uh, I'll just like wait down there I guess take a brief look around all right, so as you're waiting, I guess Raylan is climbing down, and you're able to kind of keep like some pressure between yourself and sides of the wall, clutching on different mushrooms, and you're going down at a much slower pace, actually, but um, you are slowly descending. And uh, what about everybody else? How are you climbing down? I'll wait till it's clear, and then I'll slide down. Woohoo! Sherwin, how do you want to, to handle Bobby? I guess Sherwin would kind of get in and slide down, like, you know, like a father would slide down with, like, their kid on their lap. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check, then. Uh... I don't know how much acrobats need to go down a slide, but uh, how, how big is Bobby? It's like I guess about half the size of uh of Sherwin. She's oh, six sure. years okay. old, right? Yeah. White sized. Yeah, for gnomes, she's like a six-year-old. So she's like a foot tall, two feet tall, something like that. Yeah, Ooh. something like that. I would say less than two feet, probably. Apparently, okay. Sherwin a loop to loop. It's like Cirque du Soleil Sherwin over here. <laughs> <laughs> As you slide down, you're able to just kind of whip and do like a full circle inside the loop and go past Raylan. It's like watching like some cheesy like 90s Disney cartoon <laughs> where he's just like going so loop-de-looping down and you hear like DuckTales music playing in the background. 
Sherwin. Woo. <laughs> All right, so Grimsby, how are you doing? Climbing it? I'll climb it, yeah. We hate fun. <laughs> we like safety. Jesus. Okay. So, I guess Grimsby being at the top, and, well, the, the most recent person to go down. Um, you are climbing down, and uh, you are unable to maintain a good grip on the mushrooms, and they kind of snap and pop in between your fingers, and you start to fall backwards, and now you're free-falling down the tube, and uh, you are tumbling towards Raylan, who is now climbing down. So Raylan needs you to make a deck save. This fucking jerk. <laughs> Uh, so you're able to kind of press yourself to one side as Grimsby comes flying past, and uh, he's, <laughs> no one else was climbing. It's so. a lot of momentum so, there. Um, as Boyd shoots out the end, he is not going to be able to maintain his balance so well, and is going to kind of somersault into the side of the wall and take a, a good bit of damage. And then do I come out of the hall after him and squish him into the wall? Yeah. Cool. And then, you should have slithered down on your snake belly. And then Boyd, give me a deck save. Um, so as you try to stand up, a large giant furball slams into your back and kind of sandwiches you between the wall and him. And you'll take an extra d6. So seven bludgeoning for Boyd, ten for Grimsby. Uh, and now the other NPCs need to go. So the two mushrooms, they'll looks like they have like little filaments or something coming out of the end of their feet that. Are supposed to help them maintain a good grip, but maybe the damage done by Grimsby um, has made them lose some of their normal footholds, and they go flying down the tube. Can I try to like catch them to limit their damage or something? I'll say you can uh, slow them down enough to where it'll drop one damage die from them. So they'll just take five as they slam into you and bounce around the tube as they go down as well. And uh, once you're out, you get a moment to take a look at your surroundings, and you can, uh, the connection with the stool is still there, and you can feel it, like, kind of flutter in his voice. You can hear it as he says, oh, this is it. And you turn around, and you can see all around you, uh, more so than any other place you've been in the Underdark, the cavern walls and floor and ceilings are just lined and laced with different fungi and moss, and it looks like this. And Stool will spout out, This is it! This is the grove! And he'll kind of start waddling forward ahead of the group. I'm going, <clears throat> I'm going to forage. Okay, go ahead. Wow. Okay. Donnie would also get in on that if uh, he comes down a pipe and sees this shit. He's going to look around for sure. So, specifically looking for food or the big small mushrooms that Donnie would recognize? You will notice that uh, those big small mushrooms. You have not seen a single one of those since you left the tunnels underneath Gracklestug. All right. And then Grimsby, since since you were really successful uh, with your ability to forge this time, you find a nightlight mushroom. It's a tall, tube-shaped bioluminescent mushroom that grows to a height of about, um, I guess the average for this would be three to four feet, and emits a bright light a 15-foot radius and a dim light for an additional 15 feet. Once it is uprooted, it'll go dark after a round, and then after that point, um, you can touch it to flicker it off and on for a certain duration. And how long does it? Is it permanent, or how long does it last? You're not sure how long it lasts, but if you ask Turvy um, or Jim Jam, they'll say it's a probably like an hour or so, a couple hours or so after it's uprooted, it'll die. Is it edible? It's not edible. Take that as a challenge. 
<laughs> so you can travel forward. This cavern will continue on and get more and more wide and tall and expand out further and further. So once you get into the uh, entrance of this uh, massive cavern, which looks like that picture I just showed, uh, Stool and Rumpledump will turn to the group and uh, with relief in their voice they'll say, We're here. We're finally here. We should go see Basidia. He'd want to talk to you. If I look at Sarath right now, what does Sarath look like? <clears throat> Sarath is like got this really thin uh, grin or smile on his face as he's just kind of looking up at the, the ceiling of the cave the whole time and just he looks at peace. How are his swords? They look about the same. Okay. They say, uh, follow us. Is this water clean? Uh, it's not as deep as it appears on the map. It's very, probably if you were to trudge through it, um, maybe it would go up to your shins, maybe your knees at most. But it's, the whole feel of the cavern is very swampy. Whenever you step anywhere, there's a slosh and a splash underneath your feet. And you can't yeah. step anywhere without stepping on some form of mushroom or life on the floor. And as you approach uh, this, going through the center around this kind of watery section here, you'll come up to this, what would be the central basin. So beyond the mud and mushrooms that spread across the cavern, a large clear pool sits in the midst of a fungal grove. A central mound seems to be the only dry spot in sight. Though a small cliff rises above the cavern floor, far across the clearing, with a giant mushroom visible in the distance. Bioluminescent fungi trace strange constellations along the cavern ceilings and walls, showing the darkness of a ravine and a mist-shrouded smaller cavern beyond. And as you approach, you'll see a enormous myconoid mushroom, much larger than any ones that you encountered so far before. It'll come lumbering towards you. He's probably about, about 12 feet in height, and um, much larger and intimidating than any mic noise you've seen, but he looks like this. Boy's gonna rush up to him, hey there, buddy. Nice to meet you. As you approach, you will see him, uh, you would recognize as the rapport spores, and he'll kind of blast them, and his, you'll notice that obviously his his range, his radius is much larger than anything that Rump-a-Dump or um, Stool could produce. And uh, he'll start talking to you in your mind, and he'll say, Welcome, welcome to the grove. Stool Rumpadump, nice to see you again. Who are your friends? Oh, I'm, my name is Boyd. I'm, I'm a mighty big fan of, of my conics. And, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll do my spores to show him how, how I do spores too. How unusual. It's not often we see softers so in touch with the fungal side of the world. Yep, life and death. Which softers is their name for non mycnoids Well, you've come at, uh, fortuitous time I could use your help and you'll sense some worry from Rumpadump um, and he'll continue on my name is Basidia I am one of the sovereigns one of the two sovereigns of Neverlight Grove myself and Philo we run and maintain the grove and uh, once he mentions Philo's name you can feel like more an uneasiness from Rumpadump and um, he says uh, he hasn't done anything dangerous but his activity is suspicious He's involved in some very unnatural things. And as he starts to continue about him, you see another uh, similar-sized myconoid, similar size as Basidia, come lumbering forward. And this guy has a, a red cap, as opposed to Basidia's like purplish-blue. And uh, he will sh shout out into your mind uh, as he poofs at the same time. And he says, Hello, 
I'm Philo, one of the sovereigns of Neverlight Grove. You are safe, friendly softers. You arrive at a wondrous time. The Neverlight Grove is on the verge of something great, something marvelous. Celebrate as the day of joy is nigh. And uh, the city kind of recedes a bit and uh, kind of slinks back a couple steps. What brings you to the grove? Philo will ask. Can you take a look at my friend here, Sareth? I guess everyone can make me an insight check. Damn. Two nat 20s. <laughs> so, uh, as Philo is saying this, you know, you're all kind of mentally connected right now. Uh, Grimsby... Yeah, only Grimsby. Only Grimsby is able to pick, on the f pick up on the fact that... Uh, Whatever Philo is saying, Basidia seems to be taken aback by it. And Philo will say, Ah, yes. He appears to have the lady's gift. How wondrous indeed. Thank you for bringing him home. And he'll kind of like extend his trunk-like arm to, uh, to Sarath. And um, he'll say to the group, uh, Once you have time to, to take a respite, you must come see the Garden of Welcome. It's not quite ready yet, but... In a day's time, it should be ready. There's something glorious I wish everyone to see. My jingle. <laughs> <laughs> How's the other sovereign looking about this? How does he feel about this? Um, they have like almost no facial expressions, so physically he okay. looks the same. But uh, the insight roll, Grimsby, uh, you feel like Basidia is. He's giving off this sense of unease about this whole conversation. And uh, Basidia will kind of interject and he'll say, Thank you, Sovereign Philo. Let me show the softers around. I will introduce them to the to the different circle leaders in the grove. And then uh, I will bring them back to you once it's time to to visit the, the Garden of Welcome. And uh, he'll, Philo will then, not really nod, but he'll agree. How exciting indeed! The Great Cedar awaits! And he'll start to like lumber away. Basidia will then turn back to the group and he says, Please, follow me. Allow me to show you around. I motion everybody to just stay back for a moment so that I can relay the information very quietly. My insight okay. check to And then we can follow. So as you're relaying it, maybe unaware to Grimsby, the uh, the range on Basidia's uh, rapport spores is quite large. Um, and once you mention that Basidia was uneased, he will say, uh, he'll turn to Grimsby and he'll say, He's like, yes, you are you are quite observant. There is something I wish to discuss with you as we as we walk about. Please follow me as you guys are walking along. I'll say that um, whenever you go to this garden of welcome, if you do, I ask that you investigate. There's something unusual going on here, and I, I think it's whatever he's doing in the garden of welcome is the key to it. He doesn't allow anyone in there. Uh, normally all the Mycnids in the, the grove we, we meld daily together as one entity. But since uh, Philo has joined us, he, uh, he has demanded that uh, we separate the circles. Essentially only the circle leaders of the grove are allowed to meet together as opposed to all of us being together. It's quite unusual to have this kind of separation in our people. As you're walking towards one of the locations, he's like, I will introduce you to the circle leaders. You can see for yourself. Uh, as you move along, uh, <clears throat> pale cream and beige stalks grow thick and tall, resembling the surface of a world forest. <clears throat> resembling a surface world forest. Fungi grow in profusion everywhere, and it's hard to find anything resembling a path between them. The giant caps of zerkwood mushrooms obscure your view of the cavern's ceiling, and bioluminescent fungi there give off a shimmering aura. 
With each step taken on the soggy ground, a rank scent of decay rises around you. And uh, Basidia will describe, This is where the circle of hunters serve us. They go out into the wilds, into the caves of the Underdark to find the remnants of death and bring it back here to fuel the life of our cavern. We got one of them too. His name is Donnie. <laughs> I too am a hunter. Show him your bag. Lubamub will be excited to speak with you. Oh, okay then. Um, and I guess I'll show him his bag of meat. The bag of meat is in Sherwin's bag thing, right? Um, so you have to get Sherwin to open it up for you. you I think there's that from Sherwin's dead separate, cold hands. <laughs> no, there's a separate stash of meat in the box as well. But like Donnie has his meat sack thing that's got some meat in it. There's like other meat in the box too, right? Yeah. I think there's like a hundred pounds of meat or something. In yeah, the there's box. a fuck ton that we just put in the box. <laughs> but like Donnie's gonna sh show his like side bag that only has like maybe like thirteen pounds of meat in it at the moment. This snack bag. Yes. Oh, no, <laughs> thirteen no pounds is the same as like. It's um, got more than that. It's like same more body. weight than two gallons of milk. So just imagine if you had like two gallon jugs of milk except for it's like disgusting rotting meat slain <laughs> around on your side <laughs> yep. um, it's actually 31 pounds of meat <laughs> yeah 31 actually Boyd and he just ate so it's only 29 now <laughs> but then yeah there's like the, the hundred maybe we should give them some some meat as an I don't know. They seem to be Boyd's friends. Perhaps these are Arken as well, right? Hell yeah. You'll see uh, another Myconoid, uh, Myconid in the distance. This one about the half the size of Basidia, but around the same size as you guys, so six or seven feet tall. And he's tall, lean, and uh, he'll lumber forward as you approach, and he will blast off his own set of rapport spores once you get near. And Basidia will say, This is Lubamub, leader of the Circle of Hunters. And uh, Lubamov will and say hello. He'll see Donnie, I guess. He, maybe he was fishing through his bag when you were discussing meat. And he'll look at it and he'll see... Uh, you'll, you'll feel some sort of quick communication bes between Basidia and Lubamov. And he'll say, Ah, so you're a hunter too. Yes, I hunt things. Seem like a rather successful one. Yes, we're quite fearsome. I think we've killed everything we've, we've uh, come up against, actually. We, so we're the most fearsome. Everything except for the demigod. Oh, right. I forgot about my god. <laughs> Killing a god sounds quite difficult. Donnie just kind of like loses himself in thought for a second. And then mm -hmm. he just like snap back. Sherwin also loses himself in thought at that comment as well. So as you guys stare up at the cavern ceiling for a moment. <laughs> um, Mub will say, uh, Well, I can sense that Basidia cares for you, it seems. If you don't mind, uh, if you are friends with Basidia, then uh, they, we have a couple creatures roaming about our cavern that we need disposed of. We're not really fit to handle them ourselves, but we would greatly appreciate the carcasses of these creatures. Ah, you have something too fearsome for, for you to handle, right? Yes. <laughs> I think we could take care of it. I think that we are fearsome enough. Thank you. Well... I will not stop Basidio from showing you the grove, but once you've finished, return here to the uh, the fungal wilds here, and I will show you the location of the creature. And we can begin my side quest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big ears, should we 
Should we give him some of the meat? Oh, it's your meat to give, my friend. You seem to have quite a bit of it. And uh, I do worry that it's getting some uh, juices onto some of the other items I keep in this bag. Yeah, I think we could probably give him that meat. I got plenty here. There's a bunch of food around. Little Curly, do you think it would work out? Should we give him all of this meat? Yeah, give it to him. He just has, all his, dick. He just has his dick in his hand. <laughs> all that meat. Open it wide. All right, nice. All right, well, let's it smells go. bad and it's getting juice on everything. Oh. <laughs> I guess let's dump it out of your box. Get that meat out of your box. <laughs> <laughs> in box sure. For, for the juice to get in there. Nobody's going to want to touch it again until you get that cleaned up. Oh. Sharon just, uh, just nods and takes out his his uh, demonic box and turns it over, opens it up, and you hear and then he just like starts shaking it, and then like just guts and things just start flopping out of this, you know, very small box. But like the quantity of of just bowels and carcass meats just dwarfs the size of the box that it comes out of. As it just splatters all over the floor, and he just keeps like wringing the box out, like ah, oh, there's so much of it. You did very well, Donny. You said like a hundred pounds, right? Yes. So this avalanche of meat just falls out of this box in front of uh, <laughs> Lubamub. This is for me. Yes, this is for uh, little Curly's kin. Well, thank you. That's quite generous. We can use this to fertilize the ground. Sure. It says, oh wait, there's a, there's there's a little bit more as he uh, reaches in and he starts pulling out like this big long intestine, like over and over. <laughs> like it seems to be like a really long rope. So, whoa! <laughs> so much, huh? Oh, there we go. There, that's, I think that's the last of it. The more you pull out, the more you can feel like the unease of Lubamub as he says, uh, he says, Well, you were quite fearsome. You seem to do a lot of hunting. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. And Basidia uh, will thank the group. And uh, you'll see uh, Lubamub start to like use a uh, like a branch. It looks like a tree branch almost, but it looks like a, it's probably a large mushroom. As he rakes the meat across the ground, <laughs> kind of smooths it out. That's what I do with my meat too. Like a Japanese sand garden, meat garden. Basidia will turn to try to start leading you in another direction, and he'll say, uh, "Says Lubamub is still loyal to." To me in the old ways, um, but some of the other circle leaders are not so. He will start to take you to another location. You'll actually climb up uh, this 10 foot tall cliff face and uh, water trickling from the walls of this vast cavern are channeled into a crude but effective terraced ir irrigation system. A sweet smell fills the air from the thousands of fungi of all colors and sizes, many glowing with a strange inviting light and uh, you will see another uh, adult uh, myconid and he will approach as Basidi and you as uh, go up the, uh, the cliff face and uh, Basidi will say this is Gaspide he is leader of the circle of builders he'll uh, release his rapport spores and you will be connected again and immediately Boyd uh, Boyd seems to be in tune with this maybe due to his uh, type of druid that he is uh, but you already feel immediately uneasy by being connected with Gaspide and uh, you can also feel like he has a lot of excitement as soon as he's connected with you guys. And he'll start talking. I'm Gaspide, leader of the Circle of Builders. You are softers from the surface, yes? Indeed we are. Please tell me, what kind of buildings 
structures are there on the surface? Well, where I come from is similar to the Zerk wood stuff y'all build. What about, uh, are there, there great towers that reach the sky? Well, I'm kind of new to city life, but the others might know. We have very tall trees mm, that I reach see. to the sky. I must, uh, I have a task of building something. I must build something great, even greater than Yggdrasil, in celebration for the lady, the great cedar. I know of something great that you can build. Please, tell me. It's, uh, a huge creature, very fearsome. At yes. Least taller than this cavern is big. Wow, go on. Big, yes, tell me more. Big ears. Can you explain better? What, what is it that you want me to explain to him? What is this creature <laughs> that you're what, speaking what of? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's my god. You remember when he oh. destroyed that city? Yes. Such glory? Yes. This guy wants cool. to make something spectacular. Hmm. Proper gift for his lady. Yes, I couldn't think of anything more powerful than that. You think you could draw him a picture? <laughs> uh, so Sherwin uh, nods and pulls out his notebook and uh, he actually already has pictures in his notebook of the demi that he's clearly spent many many hours drawing and you actually notice there's a few extra pictures he also drew of it he's like oh i just happen to have a few drawings here <laughs> nothing weird about it right you know i just uh just kind of the hobby i do sketching <laughs> you know how it is and when you look at the picture it's extremely detailed <laughs> clearly much much effort was put into it He's like, he's this is like in awe looking at these pictures. Wow, Man, this, yeah. is, this is impressive. Are you are you a designer? Oh, I, I design many things. Yes, I guess. Not not a clothes designer. <laughs> I'm a man after all. <laughs> Maybe that would be something that little Bobby will do when she grows up being a woman. I'm sorry, Gaspai does not understand what you mean by man, but yes, if you're a designer, you should see Jacob Morcus. And Raylan just says, my father was, kind of looks at Sherwin. <laughs> oh, oh, that's quite the tale. You remind me to hear it later when we uh, have a few drinks in us. <laughs> uh, but yes, Bide will continue to say, yes, if you are interested in design, you must go see Yggdrasil. It's where the great cedar waits. Well, sounds, sounds just swell. And uh, he says, well, thank you. You've inspired me. I have some new ideas. The Great Cedar will be pleased. You make things, right? Yes. So, do you think you could help me make something? What is it you wish to be made? Well, I have this rope, and he like pulls out his rope, and I have these hooks, and he like hands them to the guy, and then he pulls out his book. It's like, and I want to make this, and it's just like kind of this crudely drawn like stick figure throwing a rope with like hooks on it <laughs> at like another stick figure. I want to make this thing. Can you can you help me make it? He'll say, I, I'm not sure how this helps the Great Cedar. Uh, it's for hunting. Ah, but I with the Great I... Cedar, we have no need for hunting anymore. Oh, oh, okay. And Donnie, like, takes his stuff back. <laughs> closes his book. <laughs> and uh, Basidia will interject and he says, I think it's best that we move on. I think Gusbite is busy with preparations for uh, some events planned by Philo. And he will try to scurry you along to another location. So as we're walking... I want to like go up to Boyd and say like I think that last one wasn't your kin. I think he's like some kind of different group down here. Yeah, he's kind of kind of weird. Oh. Weirder than Stole even. Uh, Basidia will, as he's leading you along, he'll say, "I would like you to meet Rasharu. He is the leader of the Circle of Explorers." It says these terraces are quite calm. The only sounds uh, are the soft ploppy splashes and water drips from stalactites 
above onto the caps of oversized mushrooms sprouting from the mush mushy earth. And you'll see kind of a another adult myconid. He's a little bit shorter and fatter. And he'll approach. And Basidia will say, this is Rasharu. He is uh, the most traveled of all of us. He takes many trips outside of the grove. Hello. Basidia, why do you bring softers here? They're here, and they may help us. And then he'll say, that's good enough for me. Hello, softers. Howdy. <laughs> Welcome to the grove. I'm Rasharu. Thank you. Mm. Y'all so friendly down here. Must be all that connecting y'all do. <laughs> yes, we are peaceful. As long as you are... As long as you help Basidia, you are friends with me. Do you not like that other dude? you not like Philo, though? Philo has some strange proposals and unusual things that he does that is not normal for a Mycodid. We are worried, Basidia is worried, that Philo has contracted some sort of disease. Sound like the blight to you all? That's, uh, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> yeah, Sounds like the blight. the blight. <laughs> does anybody have an extra head? The, the Donnie created plotline of the Blight. <laughs> uh, Rashiru will say, uh, no, just one head, but the okay. way that he, he melds with us is different than what we're used to. And he keeps talking of this great cedar. None of us have seen such a creature or myconid, whatever it may be. But whatever he's doing, he'll kind of turn and uh, gesture to the uh, terrace behind him. Up through this way, you can sneak into the Garden of Welcome. The normal entrance has guards that Philo has planted there. It'll be difficult to enter from the front. That doesn't sound very welcoming for a place called the Garden of Welcome. <laughs> in that case, it should be extra welcome. <laughs> the joke, the joke falls like totally flat to Rashiru. There's like no no reaction at all. Uh, how, how does he feel about the builder? What's the builder's name? Gaspide. Gaspide. How do you feel about Gaspide? Is, is he a follower of Philo? We feel the same sickness in Gaspide. And Raylan just pipes up and says, Shall we kill them? And your Basidia will, will immediately jump in and say, No, there is no need to kill them. We just wish to find the cause of their sickness and remove it. Well, it doesn't seem to be the blight that we are familiar with, but um, perhaps uh, Big Ears could use his, his idea smarts to help cure you. If you can... You know, tell him more about it. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if there is a disease, we can definitely look at it. But if it's what we encountered before, it's very uh, troubling indeed. It took everything we had just to save Bobby here, and who's to say what what this uh, Philo has contracted? You know, it might just be better to kill them, like before it spreads, right? No, I ask you, please don't. We every member of our community is valuable. If they can be saved, they must be saved. Can they be recycled? I'm sorry. <laughs> if if we kill them, could they could they like re regrow again? Yes, they would eventually. But Philo is a a sovereign. He is a very powerful myconid. It's I feel it is better to keep him here in his current form if possible. Did he come from somewhere else, or was was he always here? Many many cycles ago, Philo came to us with his group, but he's been here for quite a while now. So they've been talking about this lady for cycles and cycles? No. This little speak of the, the great cedar has only been in the past several cycles. Wait, what is a cycle? Or sorry, small skinny, small curly. What is a cycle? I'm guessing it's a, a how long the world turns or something. All right. You know, like a season or like a 
like a harvest time. Gotcha. We will leave uh, Rushfu to his work. Come, there's one more place I must show you. My bedroom. <laughs> Call me the great cedar. Or I have a second mushroom head if you would like to see it. <laughs> what was the hunter dude's name? Uh, Lubamub. Very close to Lubamub. Lube him up. Bring out the gear. Lube him up and send him down that slick hole. Uh, so, in another nearby location. Finally, you'll meet Yerberup. Yerberup is the leader of the Circle of Sporers. He is uh, responsible for creating new Myconids. Well, wouldn't you know, I'm a Circle of Sporers druid. He seems to be the most sick of the Circle leaders. And uh, as you can see as you approach... Um, He's just riding a BMX um, on the half pipe. <laughs> Sick! <laughs> as you approach, you see him kind of like... Uh, you see another adult Mykonid, and he's kind of uh, frolicking around. His arms are kind of flopping in the air, like he's listening to some sort of music that only he can hear. And as you get close, Basidia uh, will launch another set of report spores so you can connect with them. And then your Barat will stop. The whole time while you're connected with them, you can hear this kind of faint echo of some like internal cacophony of music in the background of your mind. If you were to concentrate on it, you could probably pick out some noises or sounds from it. Um, but he'll start speaking. Ah, welcome. Welcome to the, the Neverlight Grove. My name is Yerbarap. You've come for the celebration? Well, we came, we came for a couple reasons. I see. Oh, you've brought stool and Robodump. It's good to yep. see you again. Everyone's here just in time. Come look, look at the new sporlings. And around the base of this large mushroom, you can see lots of little tiny, they just look like little stools, basically. He says, they're still too young. They cannot speak. But compared to the last cycle, I've doubled the number. Do they walk yeah. around and stuff too? Like no, they're still like planted in the ground. They like imagine uh, there's like five or six inch long mushrooms popping out of the ground that kind of wiggle and worm around on their own. I wanted to play well, with them. That's like, very provocative. <laughs> no, don't touch them. They're still growing. Okay, okay. They might grow a little bit bigger if we do touch them. If you touch them, they'll grow smaller. <laughs> they do not swing that way. <laughs> Maybe if we just give him a good tug, what do you say, boys? Can everybody give me an insight check? Has a, kind of like a bored or disgusted look on his face. I've never smelled such filth for so long. Yeah, 20, baby! Um, yeah, so Boyd, Sherwin, and Raylan can pick up on the fact uh, that the, the music that you hear in the background seems, it's very like joyous music. You would almost feel like it's like wedding music. You hear, you can hear Yerbarab's voice singing about um, the Great Cedar and her wedding. This would be the first time you've ever heard any of the mic noise, like Stool or Rumpadump or anyone you've spoken to since you got here, use a pronoun like her or he. Uh, it's not something that, uh, not a concept that they're familiar with. At that point, Basidio will say, well, I think it's time for us to go. And as you leave, you can see the, the ramp to your east that... Um, leads up into the uh, the circle of welcome. Uh, there are two creatures, two Cholls, that have, are covered in spores. And Cholls are like, uh, they're like giant crabs, like giant crayfish, basically. Uh, but they are pla they're placed right in front of the entrance to the ramp. Man, they look delicious. 
while we're connected to him, can I uh, can I like say nice to meet? It was it was good meeting you. It was good meeting you, and then like go in to touch him with uh, like a lesser restoration, cast a lesser restoration, and see if I can get like on your brop. Herborop, yeah. See if I can get him like a little heal or something. I know it doesn't work very well because I've seen it with Seraph, but I know it like gives them clear. What's the word I'm looking for? Clairvoyance, not clairvoyance. Clarity for like a second. Okay, yeah, you can go for it. Try it. All right, so I'm gonna cast lesser restoration then. All right, you cast it. Uh, give me a, an additional insight roll. Who got um inspiration last time? Boyd and looks like it's a tie for a second. So Boyd, Sherwin, and Grimsby. Well, I only got a five. I'm gonna use it. Yeah, I'm gonna use it right now. Okay. My insight check. That's a lot oh, better. Nice. Okay, for just the one, like the the brief second where the spell would be like at its fullest in the midst of it washing over him you just hear like a voice just go help and then he just goes back to singing does everyone hear it or just i hear it you pick up on it if i do mental communication with 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 the party members does it still come out like with the to the myconids with their spores uh, i don't think so it's like a different frequency right i would say so yeah All right, different so means would... of of, telepa- of communing telepathically so I would tap everyone in the head and be like, yo, he's, uh, he needs help. Something ain't right. Should we kill him? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you say okay. this out loud, and this and the city, yep. like, turns to you shortly. <laughs> and, I guess uh, me. <laughs> your brop is kind of what? lost in his own song, and he's kind of oblivious, but Basidia says, no, no killing. And he'll lead you, start to lead you away from your brop. How much time do we have till this, uh, this wedding, this party? He said the next day, but I do not think you should wait until then. I mean, we got a lot of side quests that, that need to get done in here, so... <laughs> well, I didn't know you were a completionist, but I'll leave that up to you. Gotta get all the trophies. He will, uh, take you to a different spot, and he'll start digging in the dirt. And he says, please, as a token of my friendship, take this with you. And he'll hand you a scroll. Appears to be a magical scroll of some kind. Can who to who to who? No, hand it to Boyd. Can I read it? Yeah. Uh, so you can take some time to look at it, and uh, it's a scroll of protection against fiends. Hmm. Thank you kindly. And if you do this for me, of course I. I think I have some other things I could give you. There are many things I've lost in time that are in the earth below the grove, and they are yours if you can help us. Well, yeah, you can count on us. He says, well, I will be in the central basin if you need me. But take your time to relax and enjoy the grove. Let me know what progress you make. And I'll start to lumber away. Dum, dum, dum. So you're now on your own. What do you do? This whole thing's taken, like, maybe an hour or something? Yeah. All right. Now, what do y'all want to do? Y'all want to kill some stuff? What you want to do? You want to sneak in the garden? I want to go for a swim. That swamp over there. Oh, that sounds nice. It's probably just deep enough for you to like cover your back. Nice. Yep. But if you were to sounds... actually swim, you'd just be digging in the dirt. But you can do that. Yeah, that sounds perfect. All right. So there's definitely not anything more fearsome than Donnie in there hiding. So he's gonna go. <laughs> well, actually, he's gonna like look and make sure. Can he see anything more fearsome than him? Um... Any dangers? Give me perception roll. You notice that the uh, large grove of uh, zerkwood trees that are over by the circle of hunters, um, they're zerkwood trees, so they're up to 20 feet tall. 
You notice that sometimes they shift slightly, like they move on their own. Okay. Are they near the swamp? Uh, no, they're not. They're farther away from the swamp. All right, cool. Yeah, he's going to take a dip in the swamp, as long as we're having some downtime. Sherwin, I don't know, I guess he's just going to take uh, Bobby and start looking at some mushrooms somewhere, just kind of eating up time. A field trip. So what? eating up time until what? <laughs> <laughs> Until whatever we do. <laughs> so, anyone going to decide something to do? I want to talk to guest Bot about this wedding uh, thing, this event. Okay. I want to put Bot because he seems like the weakest out of the out of the infected. Sure. <laughs> Philo is lost, so I don't want to mess with him. Yeah, Philo is is equally as powerful as Basidia. They're the two most powerful. If you were to ask Stool or Rumpadump, they would tell you that. They're the two most powerful magnets in the grove. Rumpadump didn't seem to be infected, right? He's he's normal, right? He's normal, yeah. Yeah, you can go talk to Gaspide. And I'm like, hey there, dude. So as you approach, he will uh, he'll poof again, and he'll say, "Hello, welcome back, Softer." Hey, I'm pretty interested in this. Uh, this party is about to happen tomorrow. Oh yes, the great celebration. Philo has us very excited. Uh, does he seem to be hearing music as well? Uh, no, you don't hear that music when you talk to him. Do you, do you know what this is a celebration of? It's the Great Cedar. She's here. And what, what, kind of, what kind of festivities are going to take place? Oh, I don't know. Philo hasn't told us yet, but I'm sure it'll be great. If you had to imagine, well... And once it's over, it's my job to construct uh, the most magnificent structure for the Great Cedar to stay in. What are you thinking of building it out of? Oh, well, currently she's in Yggdrasil, so... Something larger, grander, maybe something like the in the shape of uh, what your other friend told me. A Yigger what? Yigamorgus. It's the giant mushroom beyond the Garden of Welcome. Towards that way, and he'll point towards the northeast portion of the grove. That's where she is right now? I haven't seen her, but that's what Philo tells us. Do I notice anything about him? Does he have red bumps like the people that were worshipping where we got Rumpadump from? No, I mean, it would be hard for you to tell which of his bumps are patches of lumpiness or whatever would be right. unusual but um yeah, nothing that looks like an obvious infection or boil or something like that or but he seems very uh open like he's not hiding anything no anything that's why <laughs> <laughs> all right well it was fun interrogating you have a good day goodbye softer <laughs> is this a, is this a waterfall up here no it's like a stream what's everyone else doing real and asteroid what do you think of this plan? We go kill these creatures that the hunters are worried about, and then they'll be likely to help us. We can tell some tales about things we've been through to the explorer, and then he'll be on our side, and then together we can go investigate this woman and sort everything out. I think everyone's on our side already, but yeah, I think that sounds fun. <laughs> you want to talk to them crab people? They look like they're guarding the way up there. Seem unusual for them to be here among all these mushrooms. True enough. Let's go see if they're intelligent enough to speak with us. Yep, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, you see two of them, and they are right there, side by side, by the uh, the entrance to the the ramp up to the Garden of Vulcan. They got mouths full of cat dicks. All right. Did you say cactus <laughs> or cat dick? I heard cat dicks. That's, that's right, cool. cat dicks. They obviously <laughs> don't have a mouthful of cactus, so. Clearly a mouthful of cat dicks. And these My guys are about... They're about 10 by 10 in size. 
10 feet by 10 feet. Fuck. God damn. But you approach them, and they, uh, even if you get in five feet of them, uh, they do not move. They don't even move like in normal movements, like they're adjusting their jaws or their stance or anything. They're completely stationary. Can we just try to walk past them? Um, if you try to take the small gap in between them on either side, they will sidestep and try to block your path. Can I fake them out and then go the other way? Yeah, like you basketball, pick and roll. Are you going to actually try to go past them? Or are you just trying to see if they follow you back and forth? Uh... <laughs> sounds like an important question i'm just gonna say to them out loud we'd like to pass you get no response i don't need to hold this hand out towards the giant mushroom and says welcome and they do not move can we like scramble up the cliff on the side to get past them there's a back way in though right there is a back way through the circle of explorers um through that way this particular cliff looks like it's extremely steep um you would need to like it's vertical um, so you would need to use climbing gear to get up that way. Okay. Let's go do the side quest first. Well, if you... Sherwin comes up with Bobby, like some mushrooms in their hands and his notebook and stuff. Oh, I see you, uh, you want to get past them. Well, you know, I can just, uh, give you a potion, help you fly over them. If you really want to go past these crab people. And Raylan just looks at him like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I think that might attract some attention, too. And I will put them on the map so you can see better where they are. And he just looks between Boyd and all of them and says, Well, let's make sure we prove our ourselves that we're friends of this nation and then try to recruit them to go with us. I think it would help to have somebody who knows the lay of the land when we try to figure out what exactly it is that's going on here. And keep us supplied with spores. Let's head to that Zerkworth forest where the hunters were. Alright, so if you go over there, um, you will find the uh, circle leader there, and he will point out to where, you, to where the spot is where the creature was, and he'll describe the creature to you. Um, he doesn't know the exact name to refer to it as, but he says it's a, it's a massive mound of plants and vines and different greenery and some mushrooms, and um, it tries to pull us in and eat us if we get too close. Sounds like a gibbering mound. I'm not sure what that is, but it's that way. And he'll point to the very top of the the cliff here on the southern side and to the far west end of it. Let's go. Donnie is also going, I'm guessing? Or are you still bathing? Call out for him. Hey, Donnie! Let's go kill some stuff! So Donnie's just, like, sitting there with his eyes and nostrils above the water, but I guess when he hears Boyd, he'll, like, run over to him and Donnie comes up covered in pond scum but smelling much better than he normally does you're in that water like a hippopotamus Donnie I think Darrendale should come with us um Jim Jam's useful who's not useful the mushrooms aren't that useful we might need them to talk though the mute guy is not that useful so you just want Darrendale to go and Jim Jam is Sarah still with us or did he wander off he's still here I think we should bring him to keep a fucking eyeball on him exactly what I was thinking out of character, I'm thinking if this is a wedding and he wanted to come here, then we might have the groom with us. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing with us? So who's watching the kid? Uh, sure in the back. Sherwin's watching her, so she's going? Yeah, she's okay. taking her with So can she even use that spear? Being like two feet tall? 
Like, that's not a thing that can happen, right? Uh, she can attempt to use it. <laughs> Alright. She's like a baby, right? She is six years old, isn't she? She is the equivalent of six For... years old in human years, yeah. Yeah. Grims, do you have now? You know what this thing is we're looking for? What do you think yeah. this sounds like a shambling mound? Does it have, like, big big fangs or, like, claws? Or nope. Bit fire a or mound of mush, but it's pretty nasty. It can, it can, can suck it... you up. We're technically like... tracking, aren't we? I should have figured out their exact number, their size, and how long ago they were here. Uh, oh. I don't know if you're really tracking. Um, but, yeah. You would see no tracks for this creature. Okay. I'm gonna have Dawn bring her out looking for it. Mm. Oh shit! I just now realized that Donnie totally fits with Dawn Bringer. Could have been a set, man. <laughs> Donnie, Dawn Bringer. Yep, that's how Jeremy's spelling it these days. Somebody didn't somebody write that in like a book somewhere in game? Sherwin decided that's how it's spelled. That's right. It yeah. decided that's how it's spelled. <laughs> sure when blazes forward child in hand <laughs> railing creeps along I'm guessing NPCs will stay in the back yeah we should stealth that probably yeah <laughs> we see it yet you don't see anything make a perception roll With my super high perception and knowledge of that creature did you roll perception yet <laughs> no just my passive uh, you're actively looking what if he just enters a zen-like state where he's actively, passively looking? Uh, Donnie will be sticking with the group, but stealthing rather horribly. Sherwin would be, uh, also kind of searching, but not trying to be, like, in the front lines, but kind of just staying back a little bit, but also looking around. So I'm kind of looking for anything that's moving or breaking the normal, like, line of the brush. Uh, on this west corner here, Donnie and Sherwin, uh, you can see some very subtle breathing from a large mound of vines. It's very subtle, like a couple, like a half inch in and out. You can see like this kind of this rhythmic movement. All right. Um, is Sherwin, your, your kid's here, right? Yeah, she's here with me. Let me get that spear. <laughs> um, oh, Bobby, hand over the spear now. You're a good girl. <laughs> Chop chop. Like four foot long spear. Ace Ventura style, she throws you the spear. <laughs> Alright, I pull it out of my thigh and then chuck it into this heaving bush. And as soon as you uh, it makes contact, you see a bunch of vines and arms of like branches almost just flail up and wither and uh, whip around in the air. And now you can make contact and see exactly where it is. So go ahead and roll me damage on that too, and then roll initiative for everybody. Can you show us the picture bigger? You can zoom in too. Don't tell me what to do. I was suggesting. <laughs> does it oh, have a person in it? Oh, that this guy's one does not. Yeah. <clears throat> just an example of what could happen. It kind of looks like Boyd there. <laughs> it does. Does it have mushroom skeletons in it? It looks like he's wearing office like pants and smart boots <laughs> like this guy was walking home from the office and he got get I just I only do IT <laughs> Donnie it looks like you found it alright I guess that's the thing doesn't look really fearsome though alright Don, Donnie not Donnie sorry Sherwin uh, 
he now reaches into his duster and uh, pulls out his uh, his like a uh, handheld kind of grenade launcher thing and aims it out towards it. After he loads it up, he's like, "Have a little bit of this." <laughs> that phrase is like what, eight different recordings. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right, got hits. Yeah, good damage, decent damage roll. Uh, the flames kind of fizzle out a little more quickly than they normally would. How is a plant? How is this thing resistant to fire? It's Greenwood, man. Sherwin, Sherwin exclaims. <laughs> Next is uh, Jim Jam, and Jim Jam is gonna stand close by to Bobby, making sure she'll be like bodyguarding her. Prince Darendel will come up with his claws and shoot his claws forward. Nope. Um, Bobby will stand behind. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jim Jam and Grimsby, your turn. There, and then I'll move one over, and then I will use my Schlong Dong. Put this Schlong in the Dong. Minus five. Christ. And yep. again, so here's my second attack. That misses. Okay, that's two, and here's my third and fourth. Well, you're subtracting five from yourself, so. I know, but I want. Christ. Okay, I do fucking <laughs> nothing. Two. I just Another. ain't in the cards. Yeah. Ouch. So I just yeah. stay where I am and I wait and pout. Okay. <laughs> Next, the mound is gonna like multiple vines and arms are gonna come out and kind of pull itself forward as it moves towards Grimsby. About here. Oh god! And it's going to do a slam attack. So the second one hits. Boy, your turn. All right. I'm gonna take a step out. Oh, you ugly fuck! <laughs> Those mushrooms ain't natural to you. You don't deserve him! And I'm a chill touch. So he's gonna take level 5, it's 2d8, yay! It hit him? Oh no, it didn't. Sorry. It I didn't hit anyway. Part. Yeah, it didn't hit anyways. Yeah. Alright. What else you got? It was a learning <laughs> Raylan, your turn. I'm just gonna scramble up to the next level. And then uh, I'm gonna raise up Dombringer. And the sound of a loud bell tolls and rings throughout this part of the cavern. Alright, and it failed. Is it toll the dead? Oh. Damn. I've had that spell since the first game and I have never used it, I don't think. I gotta figure out how to do the, the uh, sound effect triggers in Fantasy Grounds. That way when you cast that spell, it just goes... <laughs> Please figure that out. Uh, it's kind of rise and vines whip around in the air. Kind of like the, uh, what was that? The the vine creature in the old Batman animated series cartoon that Poison Ivy had. Remember that episode? No? Well, All right. Never Doesn't watched that show. Like, really. uh, feed me Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like in the Spider-Man cartoon when they ring the church bell and the thing, like the venom yeah, thing tries venom. to come off of Eddie Brock? Yeah, yeah. Like that. Sweet. Okay, so Raylan just like keeps the sword up and says, Ha! I thought so. And you'll hear the sword talk to you in your head. Send this beast to the light, Raylan. Donnie, it's your turn. Alright, so Donnie's running into this with biting blade in one hand, hand crossbow in the other. Oh shit. Mm, that misses. Yep. But then bonus action crossbow, right? So yeah, you'll have a hand a disadvantage if you're in five feet with a range weapon. Alright, never mind then. Uh, well, I guess I'm gonna do it anyway. But he gets the second biting blade attack for doing the attack action, which was again a three. Uh, so then hand crossbow at disadvantage. One would have hit. Will a 16 hit? 
A 16 hits Sherwin. Alright, so Sherwin, after seeing the uh, resistance to its fire damage, like reaches in and for a different type of ammo, pulls out the <coughs> pulls out one of the little painted biohazard sign on it, loads it up, and elves acid arrow. Let's see, acid is better. It hits, and it is better. Wow. That's a good one. Then, since the hit on his next turn, will take an additional 2d4. Yeah, it seems way more effective than fire. You will definitely notice that. Then, next is Grimsy's turn. Okay, I'm going to do a Zephyr Strike, and then I'm going to attack with my great sword. Finally. Mm -hmm. It hits for 16. And then I get a second attack. And crit! Woo! So you slam into it, chop off a big uh, chunk of vine so it just drops to the ground and slithers around like snakes. So the mound is going to strike back at Grimsby. Here's a slam attack. First one hits. There's some damage. Here's the second oh. one. It's advantage and it hits. Well. And it slams down again. And uh, there you go. Am so I dead? You, no, you're not dead, but you are unconscious. And once it, it makes two hits, uh, you're automatically grappled. Next is Boyd's turn. Kralin shouts out a turn. Grimsby's down. So I'm gonna use Primal Savagery. It's fifth level 2d10. Okay. Wow. Fucking garbage. Ah. Uh. And I will bonus action to bring Grimsby back up to life. But <laughs> And you wake up to find yourself wrapped in the arms of... Get up, Grisby! Don't let it swallow you! Oh, God! It's so slimy! Raylan, your turn. Raylan's gonna race in with the sword held high and uh, just take, like, a sweeping arc down on this thing with it. And misses. <laughs> and then he's going to, uh, as it squirms away from him, attack from a different angle. And what does the Dawnbringer do to you? Ground zero. You're not sure what happened, but your spell blew up in your face. Um, you don't have a spell. You do critical. Oh, right. Okay, nice. So instead, the Shambling Mountain gets inspiration. <laughs> and Raylan just kind of like looks disappointedly at Dawnbringer. <laughs> and is like, and he's, he's like, you don't, you don't hit plants. The Dawnbringer will play. Get your shit together, warrior. This is embarrassing. A sun plants thing? As part of your grapple, uh, Grimsby just explained to you since you're now awake to notice it. Uh, you are blinded and restrained, and it is covering your mouth, essentially, so you're unable to breathe. Oh, good. And next. Go ahead. Donnie. Wing it, then. 23 will hit. 8 piercing. Sherwin, your turn. Sherwin is, uh, even though that was pretty effective, you know, he didn't... He has very limited ammo at that level of damage, so he uh, pulls out another flame shot, loads it, aims, and uh, fires, and misses. And uh, Grimsby, your turn. So Grimsby, on your turn, you. you can make uh, take your action to try to escape the grapple. Or you can still attack while grappled, but you are blinded, so it's a disadvantage. Alright, so I'll just try and break out then. And you fail. You are still wrapped up in him. And then it's the Shambling Mountain's turn then. And so now that it has someone entangled, it's going to use its engulf action. Which, uh, let's see. I need you to make a constitution save, Grimsby. Alright. So you failed, and you will take 
some bludgeoning damage. I'm probably just dead again. Yep, yep. you're unconscious again as you run out of air. And now it takes its regular action as vines grow from its back. And it's going to slam down on, oh, I don't know, Raylan. So it hits Raylan, and here's damage for the first attack. 14, and second attack. Misses. Next, Boyd's turn. All right, I am going to use my poison spray. Con save. There it is. 13. Oh, he fails. How much? Take that, bitch. 11 poison. And I will bonus action. Wait, Grimsby up again. Do healing word. Dude, stop passing out! I can't help that! <laughs> he was like suffocating and dying, and then you woke him up, and now he's still suffocating. <laughs> woke him back up to more suffocation. Goodbye, all my first level spells. Go and save him one more time. Uh, so at this point, the mound is kind of fraying at the end, and looks like it's not holding together very well as it's Raylan's turn. And Grimsby, you're at exhaustion level 2 now. Okay, hits. Dawnbringer for 11 and it's still together mound anything else I'm guessing you're on the phone as you're doing this all right some thunder effect booming blade I guess and that hits for enough to slice the mound in twain and it falls apart you see a blue furball seems to be like it's coming out of the womb of this green thing the splits open, you see Grimsby passed out on the ground. Uh, so I guess I want to salvage, or scavenge this thing for the most muscly bits of the vegetation. Alright, go for it. Corpse that I can animate? It's not a humanoid. Alright, so you're able to chop the salad. So, 12 pounds of fleshy vegetables. I'm guessing like the inner portion of it's more like celery, and the outer portion is more like, I don't know, arugula. Jerwin goes up to uh, Grimsby and hands him potion. It's like, this will make you feel better. It's a healing potion of 2d4 plus 4, so let's roll that. 5, not 9, 9 HP. Back to you, Grimsby. Thank you. I'm appreciative. So, yeah, Donnie, I think uh, after you cut the portions that you want from it, the carcass of it's still left, that you could bring it back to um, to the uh, Circle of Hunters, just so they could use it for something, which you do not know yet. Which, uh, with you and the help of maybe one other person, you can drag it back. Alright, then I guess I'll do that. Alright. So, uh, you're dragging it back to the Circle of Hunters. And, uh, you see, uh, Lubamub is there waiting. And when you're dragging the corpse along, you can see him kind of jog over to you and poof right in your face. And, uh, he'll say, Oh, you did it! Thank you! Please, right over here! And you'll see a spot where there's some corpses of some other creatures. He will uh, start doing some sort of, uh, let's say, like a ritual with some sort of weird gyrations where uh, fungus, a different color of spores, is kind of pouring out of its the top of its mushroom cap, and it covers the entire shambling mound. And uh, you see the shambling mound start to twist and contort, and it starts to pull itself back together. Instead of now, before of just being a, a mound of vines and trees and branches and whatnot, it's uh, covered in mushrooms, very similar to the chole that you saw guarding the pathway. Just a few moments later, the whole shambling mound is back together, and it's just kind of standing there stationary. And uh, Luba Mub will uh, yell out happily, uh, Fantastic! This will make great for labor. He'll like, kind of gesture in a direction, and the shambling mound will start to wander away, tilling the soil. 
And make sure you talk to Basidia. Tell him what you've done. He'll have a reward for you. We didn't do it for a reward. Oh, well. That's very kind of you. But, uh... Says, oh, wait, actually, yeah. Uh, we, we did do it for a reward. We got... Oh, alright. Well, either way is fine with me. <laughs> See, we didn't do it for a reward. We, we, uh, we were just uh, thinking if uh, we were gonna maybe crash that party tomorrow if you wouldn't be on our side. Ah, well, I, I think uh, you've earned Basidia's trust by bringing back Stool and Rumpadump to us. But, uh, yes, please, if you have any concerns about uh, what he asked you, please talk with him. No, no, I'm talking about you backing us up tomorrow. Me? You can see him like there's some confusion in his mind, and uh, he's like doing a thing, like the Rolodex in your mind you can kind of feel, and he's like, I don't think you understand my the role of the Circle of Hunters. We don't kill things, we... We hunt for these, and he like throws his hand down and gestures towards some of the corpses on the ground. I'm not saying kill, but uh, if if we were being attacked, could we count on you to possibly defend us? He says, uh, if there's something unnatural going on, uh, I can help. I will help. Okay, fair enough. And he uh, starts to looks like he's trying to get the shambling mound in order, making sure it's tilling the right portions of the land. All right, what do you want to do? What else we got to do, boys? I need to heal. That's true. Let's ask, uh, let's ask, uh, Lubabub. Uh, our, our buddy here got, uh, got pretty hurt killing that thing. You got anything to make him feel any better? Percocets, maybe? Uh, not myself, but usually, uh, things of those nature are kept by the Sovereigns. You could ask Basidia. Alright. I'm sure be willing to help. So I guess we'll go over to Basidia. Uh, so you go over to the uh, central basin, and where Basidia and Philo are, and uh, yeah, you see him there. And I'll say, Basidia, we uh, we took down that creature for the hunters over there. So for the second that you're hitting him with your mind telepathy, I guess he uh, doesn't realize that you're not spored, and he doesn't say anything for a moment, and then he'll just poof you. You've helped out the circle. But uh, but in the process, our our friend here, he he got pretty messed up. You you got any way to heal him up a bit? He's like, uh, yes, I think. Uh, Part of your reward should help for that. Give me one moment. And da, 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 this is right out of the book. <laughs> he digs around in some patch of mushrooms and rips out a vial um, of glorious-looking uh, crystal blue liquid and uh, covered it with like mold and moss right now. But he'll try to brush it off and I'll hand it to you. And I'll just drop this in Grimsby's inventory, I guess. You have a potion of greater healing. Mm, thank you. Which is 44 plus 4. Thank you very much, Basidia. <clears throat> and he says, uh, well, anything. Please let me know if you make any progress with, uh... And then he'll stop because Philo is nearby. And he'll just kind of start to lumber away. You got little berry stuff all over the place. Can I, like, search around the ground to see if I notice anything? <laughs> yeah, you can try. Uh, maybe a yeah, perception then. He's like a little squirrel. He just got stuff stored all over the place. A pack right. Okay, perception. I'll tell you that it's usually when they find corpses of dead adventurers uh, outside the uh, grove. When they bring them back, they'll have these things on them. Sorry. What happened? Did I kill it? Yeah, you killed it, man. You saved me from being sub suffocated for a third consecutive time. Okay. Three level of exhaustion. <laughs> I'll give Dawnbringer all the credit. 
Grimsby, uh, yeah, you're at two levels of exhaustion now, so second level is, um, first level is disadvantage on ability checks, second level is have speed. But keep also in mind that you only gain one level of exhaustion back on a rest, so even oh, if you have to kill level one. Does anybody have a catnap spell? No. So what I find? I find anything? Um, yeah, you dig around in the ground, and, um, you do find one thing. And Wait, did Donnie get vegetable meat? <laughs> Donnie got, yeah, you got a nice salad. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's happy about it. Lizards eat salad too, I think. Yeah, my dragon eats yeah, salad. It's all the same hey. I had a, like a little wood lizard or something that I caught outside for a while and it would eat fucking lettuce. Fucking lettuce. Find three purple gems, three amethysts. Yay, money! Which, Give me the GP. <laughs> Sherwin takes a notice and goes, Oh, you're just pulling money out of the ground, die. Why don't I take a try at this? Alright, feel free. Or perception roll. <laughs> Everybody's gonna start digging holes! <laughs> just digging all their shit up. Sherwin just starts digging into the little uh, patch of spores that are still growing. Um... The unborn children, you're just digging through them to find gold. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, you don't find anything, Sherwin. Another baby shrooms. Well, maybe Bobby can find something. Bobby, why don't you go take a look? <laughs> she said, okay, okay Danny, this use is this fun. metal detector. Proficiency, right? Uh, she does not. She's not proficient in perception, so let's roll her check. Right. Wisdom. If like, everybody's digging, Donnie's going to get in on this digging as well. She doesn't find anything. Oh, but you failed me again. <laughs> is there perception then? Wait, yeah, did I get hit? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, you got hit. That's Ooh, Fifteen turn anything up. Fifteen does not turn anything up. Right. And Basidia will lumber over, and he'll speak with all of you. He said, "Could could you could you stop doing that? You're disturbing <laughs> the disturbing the growth." <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, what else we got to do? Let's see. We got to sneak in. Gif is great. <laughs> <laughs> he hates cabbage. <laughs> he fucking hates it. <laughs> it's so intense. <laughs> This is gonna be great on the recording later. <laughs> He's like, fuck this cabin, fuck it. And then he gets a chunk of it and he's not done, he wants more. <laughs> oh, fuck. I think I kinda wanna go see the house that she's supposedly staying in, the lady. Um, you would, uh, know that that's, uh, beyond the Garden of Welcome, so you'd have to go up that ramp, and it's beyond that. Let's do it. Well, I'm worried about Grimsby a little bit. Sure, and says, well, if you just want to get past them, you know, I also have a ability to make you invisible if you just want to take a look at what they're, they're planning back there. Well, what if you go continue on that level past those guys, and then we can climb up? Yeah, that's the path that, uh, they were talking about, that, uh, the Circle of Hunters was talking about. 
Okay, let's do that then, if they said it. Before you head out, please let me know what you want to do with the NPCs. Are they all going? Yeah, Bobby's staying with Sherwin. Yeah, I reckon we'll... The more the merrier. Yeah, that'll... That'll never not be a problem. Alright then. Um, Whoops. I think I should maybe cast Pass Without a Trace on us. Sounds good. It's my last second level spell. Yeah, it gives everyone plus 10. I think we should not take everyone this time. Because we're going to do like reconnaissance and it could get hairy. So I think we should leave like... Jim Jam. The baby with Jim Jam. And maybe leave the mushroom guys behind. Or like Raylan could carry the small one. You know, Darindil's not really good for anything but up close fighting. Because he's got claws. That's all he's got, right? Darindil just looks really... Yep. Just, you know, just sad after hearing that. He looks oh, like he could. Oh, he's got a lot of other really good, important skills. He could be a really good guard for that kid, though. He's got the highest challenge rating of all the NPCs. <laughs> but he doesn't have the killer instinct. He does not. I don't know if Sarah's worth bringing either, because I don't know, he might run into her arms if he sees her. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that would be useful to see, though. Alright, let's make him go with us and we'll test his. Tie a fucking loyalty. rope around him again. Test his loyalty. Steps out of line. How does Sarah look being here? Does he seem like much more at ease than he's been? He is very relaxed. Super calm. Very chill. He's just like he just smoked a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> what a pronounced B that was. He's got a big mushroom in his mouth and he's just sucking on it. At any, any given moment, if you take a long enough uh, look at him, for a while, you'll see like his head even start to like sway back and forth, like he might be listening to some kind of music. Oh shit! Another one of these music listening. Can I hold the blade against him? Or no, I don't want to do that because it won't do shit. Never mind. Is it greater healing, or is it, or is it it's lesser restoration? I think. <laughs> He's like, you guys love this fish music. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone sneaks along pretty well, except every now and then you hear the, the jingle jangle of uh, Sherwin's. Uh, vials and tubes in his pocket as he didn't do a good job of keeping them quiet and you can start to see it from there but the plateau uh, for the Garden of Welcome this plateau rises higher than the other terraces and it's screened by uh, a natural fence of Zirkwood stalks muffled murmuring can be heard from atop the plateau muffled murmuring muffled murmuring muffled murmuring mm-hmm. well then it ain't mushrooms because they don't need to talk with their mouths you could squeeze your way through the Zirkwood stocks to get a better look. I want to try to get look. a look. Yeah, let me get a peek a leak. So you can kind of sneak your way through the uh, edges of the trees. And as you get closer to it, the low murmuring grows louder as you reach the top. It turns into a symphony of moans, cries, and hisses. The only light comes from a few glowing mushrooms along the edge. But even in the gloom, you can't miss the source of the sounds. The heads of creatures of a dozen humanoid underdark races peek from the ground, mold and fungi growing all around them. One voice calls out loudly and undercommon, a female drow fighting to speak. And uh, you'll hear, uh, you'll see like, Sarath kind of puts his head down to try to, to listen more clearly, and he'll translate it in Elven to Grimsby. Please, for the love of your gods, kill me. She manages to stir within her living grave, raising a spider medallion, half embedded in the bloated growth that was once her hand. Half her face is rotten and pustulate, a bed for the sprouting scores of tiny mushrooms coming out of her face. The great cedar is a trap. She's here, lady of decay, Zuktamoy. 
Jerwin says, oh, gross! <laughs> Starts kicking some mushrooms over at her. <laughs> Get away! And, uh, everyone can make an arcana roll if you're proficient. Can I take that medallion? Uh, you'd, have to, you'd have to enter the uh, the fully into the mount. Grimsby, you're not sure how or where you've heard it before. Um, and Raylan, I guess, yeah, you're, you're given your background. Your role is good enough as well. Uh, you would recognize Zook Demoy is a name, name of a demon lord. You're not really proficient enough or knowledgeable enough to know exactly what she does, but it's a name you've heard associated with demons. And Raylan just looks over at Grimsby and says, in giant, we're in trouble if she's here. I reply, I'm going to take that potion of greater healing that I just got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, will that cream that I have solve exhaustion? Was, what cream was that? Bomb of relaxation. Preparation uh, H. It was Astroglide. Giggity, giggity, giggity. So yeah, Grimsby, as you sip on your, drink your potion down, you can move closer to grab the medallion. And she's incapable of stopping you from doing anything. You can easily take it from her. And as you take it from her, the moans of the garden's victims suddenly take on a new tone of fear as something moves across the foul ground. A disgusting larval creature rises up before you, showing only the vestial fungal growths that hint that it might have once been a myconid. Welcome, travelers. The aberrant myconoid's voice gurgles and spits as it speaks both aloud and in your minds at the same time. Are you here for the wedding rehearsal? Are you friends of the bride? It doesn't matter. Let the love of the great cedar embrace you as you become one with the great body. And this is the dude that you see. It's pretty fucking gross looking. Could I have, could I have poisoned the people who killed them before they... Uh, yeah, as even the slightest amount of poison damage that you give her uh, is enough to kill her. So okay. she dies. By the way, Boyd, you're still targeting everybody. As soon as you know, I'm going to kill everybody with poison. Ew. Does he have feet? He is like a slug, basically. He looks like he is an eyeball, mouth eyeball man. Yes. Yeah, that little slit below his eyes is the uh, the part where um, he speaks from. Uh, and then the garden comes alive and the heads of the buried victims just start to scream. As uh, suddenly you see uh, some of the victims, they look like drow, covered in spores and pustulate. They kind of pop up out of the ground in different places. Ugh. Actually, Raylan wouldn't do that, sorry. Can I animate her? Uh, sure, let's uh, roll initiative first. Here I go killing again. Oh, what's that dude's name? Fucking Papalopidus? Something like that. And the last thing you see before something develops here is when the other drow raised from the ground, you see Sarath and he just screams in agony. And he starts grabbing at his skull. And uh, the next moment, you see the top of his skull explode. And fungus, this red fungal growth, just bursts out of the top of his head, and he just looks brain dead, lifeless in his eyes. Does he fall over? No, he's standing. Fucking cool. Hardly near you. Let's begin. Donnie, fight. We need some more combat music. There is a like a map, right? There is a map. <laughs> All right. You are constantly mapless. Uh, does anybody look hostile? Uh, doesn't feel good. Yeah, right. But like foreboding. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna ready attacking the big thing. All right then, uh, next Grimsby, your turn. If I move away, will I draw an attack for opportunity from this guy right next to me? Yes. Okay, I will not. So I'll, I'll attack this dude next to me with. Oh, and I. Oh, and it's the first thing of. Okay, let's not miss all these fucking attacks. 
First attack. Great. Okay, good. Nothing else. Alright, there's... Oh, wait, okay. I should have had advantage on that. This All right. first attack. Okay. Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong one. <laughs> Let's all calm down. Yeah, okay. goddamn mess. Oh, goddamn fucking target. Okay, so this dude next. Target? Okay, so 22 hits. 22 hits, yes. Take that 12, because that's the damage it would have done. That's my first attack, so that was advantage. I'm going to. Is it. Uh, okay, it's still alive. Yes, he's still alive. So I'll do another attack on him. No advantage this time. Okay. So then I will use my final attack. To hopefully and I won't. All right, I'll go ahead and just go back. I'll, I'll do the move and let him take his uh, attack off. Seraph, and he will just kind of zombie-like turn uh, to Boyd and swing the short sword. What are you Hits. doing, buddy? And goes for four piercing. And concentration, you lose pass without a trace, so that's gone. Do uh, my uh, reaction scores on him. You roll 20. Sherwin, you're done. I guess uh, Sherwin's going to see Seraph's attack Boyd. He's like, oh, my god, man, what's wrong with you? And he looks at his head and he's like, I think you need a haircut. <laughs> and uh, he uh, pulls out his gun and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> And points it at Seraph's head. <laughs> He's like, I'll give it a haircut for ya. This is Raylan's turn. Nobody's dead yet. All these guys are still rolling strong. Yep. I'm gonna do first attack. Jeez, these guys are hard to hit. Clinks off of some hard mushroom, cap on his shoulder. Tries again. That'll hit. Means to death. Alright. <laughs> so Raylan uh, clinks down, bring her off of a hard mushroom cap on this guy's shoulder. And then just runs him through to the hilt with the second one. And Dawnbringer just glows brighter on the other side as the drow spirit energy rushes into Raylan's body. And the husk of the drow just crumbles apart. Falls to void. I'm gonna go fungal since it takes an action to do though. So we'll do that. And I'll take my uh, 20 temporary hit points. I guess I'll say, I can't believe you, sir. I thought we were buddies. Mike Noids, adult Mike Noids will come lumbering forward. And uh, next is the big slug dude. And he is going to use his caustic spores. And we'll hit Donnie, I don't like it. Lloyd, Raylan. It's going to hit his drought and Seraph guys also. Rolls all your deck saves. Lots of failures in there. What happened? So we just get sprayed with some shit. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the effect is. And then, uh, yeah, uh, at the start of your turn, Donnie, it's your turn now, these spores cause you to take some acid damage, and you took a block. Okay, Biting Blade, that will miss. Miss that will miss. So then I guess it's my turn now. I'm yep. do the exact same thing. So that one hit. That's it. That hits. And at the end of your turn, you can make another con save to get rid of this effect. And 10 is not enough. Next, Grimsby, it's your turn. Remember, you have half movement, by the way. Right, but I can still make that. So I move back three, and then I will... Are the other spore things untouched? Uh, yeah. I'm going to attack the Myconid adult. Number one up there. 
I'm going to do Hail of Thorns, and I'm going to attack him and hope, and it should hit the, uh, the Yesta Boy, too. Longbow. Okay, hits. And then Hail of Thorns. That, that should be on both of them. All right, and then I'm going to do that again. Sec- I'm going to do Hail of Thorns again, but I'm going to use a second level spell this time. So it's one, it's an extra D10 damage. Yes, is, next is one of Michael Adolto run up to Club Donnie. A fist attack. It's called a punch. He's going to do Pacifying Spores. And Donnie succeeds. So, no effect. And Seraph, you got hit with some. Acid damage, take that, and then he's just gonna keep stabbing at his old friend. Oh, they're friends. Stop it! Still step. And I'll use my reaction for spores. Right? Uh, Kante. Oh, you got it. Fucking bitch! Let's get some damage, and he's going to his target railing. And he's going to short sword attack. This is. He has a sword? He has a growl. Former drow. Sure way. You're good. Alright. Sherwin's gonna reach in his uh, duster and pull out the uh, the ripcord broad and aims it up towards the uh, towards the uh, yes the broad area. The fires carry fire and failure, failure. They all fail. Triple eight. Alright, really you can take some acid damage. Okay, I didn't get through my ten hit points, I guess. Yeah, it was absorbed, it says. Okay, so Raylan's gonna try something new. Um, oh no, never mind. Well, hmm, let's see. So you said there's a bunch of, like, dead and dying stuff all around that looks miserable and awful? Yeah, it's like a pumpkin patch except for heads. Ew. Ew. Okay, 20 foot radius. So if I centered a 20 foot radius circle here, mm-hmm. Would it get all three of these guys? Yeah, it would get all. It would get um, all of those guys, and it's 20 foot in each direction, right? So yeah, so it go 20 foot out. this way too. Yeah, in both directions. So I, it's gonna hit Donnie. Okay, and um, and are we in like a grove of those like tree-like things? Uh, yeah, they're be like behind you, they're kind of. Crossed into it. So what's beyond the enemies, like where I drew the line going back? Uh, you can see the cavern open up, and in the distance you can see a enormous mushroom. Okay, Raylan's gonna, uh, let's see, yeah. So he pulls his wand off his belt and makes like a, a sidearm grenade toss motion. And just like a little spark goes flying off the end of his wand, and you kind of lose sight of it above everyone, and then it lands pretty far behind the, uh, the field of battle here and just erupts in a giant mushroom cloud of, like, hellfire. <laughs> this is fireball, right? It is fireball. Target. Target. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you fry the one that's in front of you and the other ones take a lot of damage. Mr. Broad is wounded. So just an enormous enormous uh, vertical blast of fire shoots out of the ground for a moment and blows Raylan's hair back and kind of creates like a heat wind. He hopes that he also puts some of those other creatures out of their misery. 
Yeah, you can hear some voices shout up that get uh, caught short as they were moaning and they just uh, burn away. <laughs> and it's Boyd's turn. Sarah, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you leave me no choice. And I'm going to attack him with Primal Savagery. There we go. Fuck me. Yeah, 15 hit, Fifteen hits. So now I will do my two damage. Uh, so your, dam your attack is going to kill him. You, like, fillet him with your moldy hands. Oh, okay. Okay. He drops to the ground. They're all we've been through. And then one of the Mycnoids is going to lumber forward. And actually, sorry. And then once he comes within that distance of Raylan, the sun from the Dawnbringer, uh, it's like overbearing. He seems to like not be able to see very well. And he's just going to wildly throw out some spores, pacify spores, con save against Raylan. And you succeed. Congratulations. Next, Yester Broad. Raylan forcefully breathes out of his nose at the same moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna make a slam attack against Donnie. Hit. It was a 21. Yeah. 17. Oof. It's Donnie's turn. So you take a little bit more acid damage, Donnie, it's your turn. Alright, uh, you. Will a 16 hit? Hits. Alright, one more go. There hey, there's a crit. Crit, Critsky. I also wanted to make one of those a menacing attack. Wisdom 12, which he totally made. Alright, um, then bonus action bite. That hits. Alright, and then I'm going to do action surge and do that again. So, at the 22 for that damage. How many fucking attacks do you get? Jesus. Alright. yells at Donnie. Donnie, get out of the way! So, at the end of your turn, he's gonna use his legendary action. Just the first time I've ever played a creature that had a legendary action. So in the corpse that fell in front of Raylan a bit ago, um, he is going to use Corpse Burst. That doesn't sound good. Nope. Wasn't that a skill in Diablo 2 with the Necromancer? That's, it sounds familiar. Uh, so gore, awful, and acid erupt from a corpse. Each creature within 10 feet of the corpse must succeed a... Dexterity save. Ten feet of Raylan of that corpse would be Raylan, Boyd, this Mycanoid, Yester brought himself, Donnie, and that's it. So Boyd and Raylan take some damage. That's it. Can so I yelled at Donnie a minute ago, but I think nobody heard me. I said, get out of the way! First attack on Yesterbrod. You hit? Damage and then this is going to be two so hold on, for damage. Two eighteens. And then two there we go. So that's Hail of Thorns, and it's a DC, or it's a Dex 13. So is that 13 damage? Uh, that is, yeah, 13 damage to you too. All right, I'm going, and I'm going to do another attack. I'm going to minus five and hope for plus 10 damage on Yesterbrod. Yeah, it missed. So at the end of your turn, Yesterbrod is going to use another legendary action. Uh, this time he's going to use a Foul Absorption, and he's going to drain all the remaining nutrients from the guy you just killed so he can gain some hit points back. Oh, let that man keep his own nutrients. Next is this dude, some Euphoria Spores on Donnie. What would a Euphoric Donnie be like? <laughs> you know how when lizards are in the sun, they just have their mouths open and they're not moving? I think like that. So Donnie failed. All right, so you are poisoned for the next minute. That's all it does. And then it says a creature can't do the same thing your turn. And then when the effect ends, you gain a level of exhaustion. 
Euphoric. Maybe I don't know what euphoric means. Sure, it's I guess it's ironically named. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it feels good for him to squirt the spores out. Maybe that's how it works. <laughs> He's like, oh! <laughs> I got the poison out. That's what I say. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> there we go. Talk okay. about comb. All right, Sherwin's your turn. All right, Sherwin's gonna load up his acid shot to his gun, aim it towards the Yesta Broad, and uh... that hits. All right, so it explodes over his head and blobs of acid drop down all over his head. And, uh, oh, nice. That's a pretty good damage yeah. for it. Um, and then since it hit his next, at the end of his next round, he'll do additional two before. He's just going to back up a little bit. Yesterbrod is, like, struggling to keep his slimy mushroom form together. And now it's Raylan's turn. Okay, Raylan holds up Dawnbringer and races over to flank Yes to Broad. With Booming Blade, he's gonna do his first attack. Booming Dawnbringer Blade attack. It's... So he just fucking jams Dawnbringer up into this huge thing. You see the Dawnbringer speak in your mind. See the light, foul beast! So then uh, his disgusting life force, plus I guess some other life forces, run back into rail and, and he just kind of uh, slips and slides around this thing to take him up his second shot at this guy uh actually once yesterbrod drops the other myconoids uh kind of collapse to the ground dead okay i'm gonna hit it anyway go for it clean up because i don't buy it <laughs> all right yeah you smash the dead mushroom corpse in half split in <laughs> twain and that's it everyone is dead so i'm gonna grab Tara's corpse, and I'm gonna say, I'm just not ready to let go yet, and I'm gonna cast Animate Dead. Boyd and Donnie and Raylan can make another con save. Okay, so Boyd's clear, Donnie's clear, Raylan still has it, so you'll take some more acid. Does that just keep going? Yeah, it doesn't say it's tied to his death, so until you clear the con save or healed a different way. I'm gonna, like, scan the area for more enemies. Where's my Sarah zombie? The, how did you kill him originally? Yeah, with your claws, right? So. Yeah, acid claws. It's full of like these corroded, or I guess they're cauterized holes on his body. And uh, yeah, you have a zombie of Sarath in his fungal form, I would assume. His exploded head's still there. Love it. Just not ready to let him go yet, guys. He looks more fearsome in this form. Indeed he does. I'm going to use this ointment on myself. You can get a chance to see um, the the field of like corpses and heads in here now. You get a real chance to see how many drow are in here. And it's just like loaded with fungus and postulations covering their weapons and equipment and everything. I think we should go out and tell and tell Basidia. Then maybe he'll right raise arms against Philo. I think that's a good idea. Boy, do you notice with your passive there is like an unusual mound of dirt piled right outside the circle. It's right. unusual because it looks like someone just dumped a bunch of dirt on top of something. I'm gonna go check it out. Okay, You dig from the pile and you can see that there is a uh, a suit of, uh, it looks like Drowcraft, which you can recognize by now, but a uh, leather armor and a short sword and a magical bag. These are all, they all feel magical in nature when you handle them. Hell yeah. Is there other equipment? You said there are a bunch of Drow. You can find like, uh, they have like just standard Drow equipment like Sarath would have. Just their Drow leather short swords. Oh shit. Any of those poisoned crossbow bolts? Uh, yeah, you can find some. Cool. 
Well, Raylan, you want another sword? <laughs> and it just says, I think this one would get jealous. Uh, you can mm. find uh, 20 of those crossbow bolts. Alright, cool. I'm going to grab those and a short sword. Awesome. What if you tied a, a string around those and just stabbed somebody with all of them at the same time? They're pretty dope. It'd be a, a lot of con saves. You could like, hold them between your fingers like uh, brass knuckles. Sherwin, what, what you got there? Sherwin, can you use a sword? Can you use a short sword? Mm, swords aren't really my thing, but that yeah. armor looks pretty nice. Yeah, that armor does look pretty nice. <laughs> if I had you for it. You can immediately recognize the bag though, Sherwin. Oh. It's a bag of holding. Oh, hey, this is just like the bag I have. Oh, you know what happens when you put a bag of holding in a bag of holding? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. Try it. Isn't it when you put a bag of holding in a portable hole? No, it explodes. Creates a black hole. Uh, I don't know. I know Jordan was the one he's talking about, too, is a thing. Also, I think anything that does, like, interdimensional stuff, like a pocket plane, I think does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Sherwin says, well, you know, there's no need for two bags of holding. If, uh... If you let me use that one, I can take apart this one and maybe I can uh, use the parts for your, uh, whatever you use for your weird witchcraft void. Well, I could use something. Could you or, use like a quarterstaff? Well, I don't like my quarterstaff because it only does plus three. <laughs> I'm right. really interested in finding me a simple. I mean something to enhance your spells. Yeah, it doesn't... Uh, that's, that's your focus. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then he just kind of like <laughs> he takes the new bag and he takes the old bag and he puts the two ends together and he just kind of turns the old bag upside down into the other one and just shakes and you just hear all the demons screaming, going. Rah! And then uh, after he empties it, you know, he's just like musical, musical, and he starts hammering the bag and you just hear more demonic screams and then like light shoots out, sparks. And lightning kind of shoots out. Ah, that was easy enough. All right. Yes. Well, Donnie, you want a new short sword or Grimsby? Uh, I just got a new short sword. <laughs> there were other things inside that bag. You found uh, 40 days of rations. There were some standard drow chain shirt and short sword, uh, another hand crossbow, and some poison crossbow bolts in the bag. The uh, is that drow craft? What makes it special? Uh, give me an arcana check. Uh, um, so drow craft basically it's drow crafted material but it has a problem of when it gets in sunlight it starts to fall apart seems rather useless to me <laughs> maybe okay for here but I was expecting something you know better than normal in the underdark it's probably fine works great but once you get out on the surface maybe not so much and if it spends too much time in the presence of the dawnbringer it might be bad also the short sword and the uh and the studded leather armor, does it seem like unique or does it just seem like normal Um, gear? It is superior to any of the other drow armor that you've run into so far. You would need to take a short rest to determine what is special about it. Let's do that and we'll yeah. figure it out together. We'll take a look at all these things and we'll have a better idea in the morning. I've, been, I've already been killed three times. <laughs> I'm ready for a break. All right. Well, so during your short rest then, or your long, however, whatever, at the minimum of a short rest, in the first hour of any resting that you do, uh, the short sword, the two special ones, they're plus two. So it's a plus two short sword and a plus two drawcraft studded leather. Is studded leather light armor? Yes. What AC would that confer with the plus two? Um, 14, let's I think. see. 12. 14. 
Ooh, that's slightly better than my mage armor gets me. <clears throat> I guess we're gonna have to fight each other over that armor. Does anybody want the armor? Like, does Sherwin need it? Or want yeah. it? Yeah, well, it would definitely help Sherwin. You know, I'm not I'm not as strong as I used to be. And he starts pulling his chest. These old bones. <laughs> you had a child so late in life. Yeah, well, the missus took a lot out of me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> God rest her soul. <laughs> My dead wife sure knew how to fuck. <laughs>